May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our scripture reading this morning is from John 20, verses 19 to 23. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the local leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw Jesus. And again Jesus said, Peace be with you. As Abba God has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Good morning, everyone. It is a joy to share this moment with all of you. After a number of years of beloved community and, and worship together here or very far away from one another, it's special to share this moment. Let us pray. Oh, may our vision arise as we long to see you. Oh, God, drop the scales from our eyes as we long to behold how every moment you are beside us, near us, and around us. Oh, may our vision arise. Amen. The slow work of resurrection begins again today. It begins with me, and it begins with you. I would imagine it was a weary moment in that locked upper room, probably cold and shivery as I would imagine it, a little bit drafty. The disciples sitting there still in a state of shock from the horror and trauma that they had beheld with their own eyes. Their teacher's trial and crucifixion at the hands of the state. Could this be real? They only knew one thing for certain. They were probably in danger with local leaders. They needed to stay down. They needed to do everything they could to stay out of harm's way so that the same fate would not happen to them. Although you might think that at this point in their lives that the disciples would be a bit used to having everything turned upside down. It wasn't too long ago when Jesus found them fishing and said, leave everything behind. Drop your nets and come follow me. If that wasn't a strange enough life change, Jesus continued to challenge their every action, word and deed, always asking, why do you live your life assuming that you are separate from the love of God? Now here they are in this cold, drafty room. Their teacher, their guide, their help, gone. Dejected and despairing, they were only left with those memories. 
They carried the sole force of their teacher in their bodies and souls. But what could that mean in a world that had turned upside down again? What does it mean when the one who poured the life force into them, their very sense of meaning, sense of purpose, sense of spiritual life, for so many years was brutally murdered at the hands of the state? What does that mean about God? One thing was sure in this moment, no one could be trusted. The only thing was to do is stay here and lock the door and hold on. No one can reach us now. In our opening liturgy, Jan Richardson offers us a few words of mysterious blessing in this moment of cold holding. She says, wait with your hands open to receive what could never come except to what is empty and hollow. In this quiet room of confusion and fear, the disciples may simply face the numbness of waiting, but for what exactly? For whom? They may have had the urge to leave, to run and to flee, to find a safer ground, a safer shelter, a new life somewhere else where they would be free from the danger that was around them. Maybe it was all a dream. The force that held them in that space was mysterious. But it may be heard in a familiar chant that we might all know. Stay with me, remain here with me, watch and pray, watch and pray, stay with me, remain here with me. Watch and pray, watch and pray, stay, remain here, watch and pray, for what, why can't we leave, what is going to happen? The day is coming when breath will, feel, will fill your lungs as it never has before. And with your own ears, you will hear words coming to you new and startling. Peace be with you. You will dream dreams and you will see the world ablaze with blessing. Peace be with you, so I send you, receive the Holy Spirit. We don't know how. He may have unlocked the doors quietly while no one was looking. 
He may have broken in through a window. He may have just appeared in midair in such a way as only the disciples could see. Regardless of how, Jesus came to them in their hour of need. Peace be with you. Jesus wanted them to see him. Right when they were in their darkest moments of doubt and dejection, Jesus appeared breathing life into their broken and hurting souls. Just like the Spirit of God descending upon the dry bones in the valley or the dry deserts of this earth, so too did Jesus breathe life, breathe the Holy Spirit into the drying souls of the disciples. He was made known to them by his blessing, by his witness, and by his Spirit. Then he said something a little bit puzzling, as Jesus was so often known to do. If you forgive anyone else's sins, then they are forgiven. If you don't, then they are not forgiven. Ouch. Yikes. My generation might say, that's not a very good look. What if we take this puzzling statement another way? What if it's not an outright judgment or an empowerment of the disciples to go around and judge every person as forgiven or not forgiven, saved or not saved, clean or unclean? What if it was sort of an ultimatum to all of us? Something like, you must live with the forgiveness or lack of forgiveness that you offer your neighbor. We're invited to experience the love of our community as an act that will live on forever. But it is an act requiring of all of us to forgive our neighbors as we would forgive ourselves. What Jesus might be sharing with us is the wisdom of forgiving is to be forgived. To love is to be loved. To hold on to one is to be held on to. To hold me is to hold you. To let go of me is to let go of you. To bless another is to be blessed. To curse another is to be cursed. To receive one another is to be received. To see Christ in our midst after the darkest hour of our lives is to be seen by Christ in our midst. The story goes on a little bit more. There's Thomas, who was not there in that first encounter. Now Thomas, also known as the twin, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen Jesus. But he said, 
unless I've seen the nail marks in his hands and put my fingers on his sides, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus found a way and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas directly, Put your fingers here. Put your hands on my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, My God. Jesus said, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Jesus offers a challenge to us again. Thomas missed out. He didn't believe. He wanted proof. But he wasn't left out. Jesus came back and revealed himself to Thomas. When Thomas saw with his eyes and felt the scars with his fingers, he believed and repented. Yet Jesus says, you do not need to touch with your hands or see with your eyes to believe, to know what's real, to know what's true, to know my presence in your midst. The slow work of resurrection begins today. It begins with me and it begins again with all of us. Resurrection does not begin with our eyes or our fingers. It is not an act of touching or knowing with our eyes or with our heads or with our fingers or seeing and knowing. The slow work of resurrection is a revolution of the heart. We are changed in our core by what we know to be true by the God in our midst. Our eyes can only see what our hearts allow us to see. Jesus made himself known to the disciples in the blessing, peace be with you, the offering of the peace of Christ. Filling the disciples in their hour of deepest need, they remembered that heart-stirring blessing of Christ's peace in their midst for years of ministry and work and connection. When they saw with their eyes, with the eyes of their hearts, then they were able to breathe and receive the Holy Spirit. The dry places within them were nourished back to life. The dead places were brought back into living, breathing harmony. The promise of this story is in the slow dawning awareness of the resurrected Christ in our midst. When we see with the eyes of our heart for the presence of Christ alive in our being, then we may know the true mystery that is the peace of Christ. We may receive the abundant love of Christ that we cannot be separated from. We can receive the peace of Christ and Spirit of God in the eyes of one another. 
we practice it in our community. We connect with each other in this space every week. We plant native plants outside. We build labyrinths and play spaces to harbor our children in community. We do the hard work of bringing our broader community together across backgrounds and traditions to know the love of one another, which is to know the love of Christ. We raise huge amounts of money to support Afghan refugees and Ukrainian refugees as they will come. We harbor the stranger, the oppressed, the ones that we do not know, but that we recognize that all are a part of us that we have never really known. To do this is to practice the peace of Christ in our midst. To do the work that this community has done, the work that has blown me away week after week after week, is to know the love of Christ in our midst. In this moment, we have another opportunity to practice. We prayed the words and the prayer and the song that David so beautifully wrote for us. Oh, may my vision arise, I long to see you. And drop the scales from my eyes, I long to behold. How every moment you're beside me, and how with life, how my life with care you hold. Oh, may my vision arise, I long to see. In this moment, I invite us into a practice of gazing, to knowing with the eyes of our hearts the presence of Christ in those around us. As we sing these words again and again, just look around and connect with the ones you love, the ones you know, the ones you don't know, the ones you want to know more, the ones that are the part of you that you have not yet known Oh, may our vision arise. Let us sing. Beside me, and how my life. 
life with care you hold. Oh, may my vision arise, I long to see. As we connect with one another, we can make signs of love to one another. Sometimes it's awkward to look just with our eyes. So can we make hearts? We can all show the hearts. This means I love you, I care for you, I respect you. Can we share some love around this room? Oh, may my vision arise, I long to see you. And drop the scales from my eyes, I long to be whole. Now every moment you're beside me, and with my life the care you hold. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.